What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is the October View from Jamestown, episode 15. I'm sitting down with TCC President Rob Roach, Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez, and Regulatory and Sales Specialist Matt Francoeur. Morning, guys. Thank you for sitting morning. down with us. Morning. Morning, Ben. How are we all doing on this nice rainy Tuesday morning? As good as we can be. <laughs> <laughs> Can't complain. It's not, it's not cold yet. So. We have some construction going on here at the office, so uh, you might hear some background noise once in a while of a sander or a power tool of some sort, but uh, we're building a new capacity here, additional mm -hmm. capacity yeah. at TCC. Yeah, building looks great. It's coming along nicely. Very nice. So thank you guys for just sitting down this morning. A couple, couple big things to talk about as we're kind of getting into the, the fall season and some of the colder months here. I think the, the biggest and most current thing going on is the tariff situation. We've mm -hmm. obviously covered it for a couple months now. We have a good little three-piece series on the tariff updates as they were coming out. And uh, Matt Francoeur has done a great job monitoring that and, and keeping an eye on that. Uh, so you guys want to talk maybe a little bit about what you're seeing with the tariffs, where things are at today, and, and kind of our outlook moving forward now that things are more or less you know finalized for the next couple months or so yeah so sure thing uh, like ben said uh, if you want more specifics than i'm gonna give you here look back at the previous uh three part series podcasts um but list three which is the one that had the major effects on chemicals was finalized um uh, and is in effect as of september 24th there's a 10 percent tariffs on i think it's about 5,750 items. Um, so it's a pretty decent reduction from the full 6,200 uh, items origin uh, originally, or about 6,000 items originally. Um, so from now until December thir uh, 31st, it's 10% uh, tariffs on all these items. And as of January 1st, 2019, it bumps up to 25%, which is, I guess it kind of delays the biggest significant effect on industry. And they're, I guess, hoping that China acquiesces something in the next few months. And that was a little bit different compared to some of the other lists that came out, right? We saw a mm -hmm. lot of other ones where, okay, the list is final. It's going to be 25% in two months, three months. That's this it. one was, hey, the list final. By the way, it's going to go into effect on Monday, pretty much. I think it came out on a <laughs> yeah. Thursday. It went into effect Monday at 10% and then 25% on January 1st. It's a little bit different timeline compared to some of the other ones, but yeah. at least we have a final answer and we kind of know where. You know, what, what's on the list and what's going to be included and what we got to start planning for. That's it. As of now, everything's set in stone. And the uh, only major difference other than, you know, exactly the percentage of uh, duty that's going into effect is that there's no current product exclusion request um, procedure for list three, which there had been for list one and two. So you can uh, request individual 10-digit tariff codes for exclusion based on, uh, you know, a number of factors, basically, that it doesn't apply heavily to any Chinese industrial program and that it's extremely important for American business. Um, so that not being on list three is a pretty substantial impact. And I don't know exactly what their rationale for that is. I think it's maybe a little bit playing hardball with China. And Rob and Javi, maybe what are you guys seeing in conversations with uh, customers and business partners and things like that? What are some of the conversations you guys are hearing or having you know, regarding the tariff situation? So I would say that there's a great deal of confusion still and maybe not you know the there's just not the realization that this is a real thing that you're you know we got our first 10 percent invoice um right after it went into effect and i mean it was as real as it gets it was right there <laughs> it was an additional 10 percent yeah. on top of yeah. the duty we already paid the importation cost and and the and the value of the goods so i think that um there's confusion and um 
I think that that's why the three-part series that you did with Matt was so important. I think everybody should should pay attention to this because it is going to happen. And I think that what is not being discussed is the reason why this is happening, you know, and it is playing hardball, is because there's a lot of other factors in our relationships with China that are going on that, and the fact that we've gone to the World Trade Organization and made complaints about, you know, uh, the uh, business ethics in China and what's going on in China and it's been uh, they've made changes and rules and, and laws etc but that they just haven't been followed so um, if you look at the underlying topics um, South China Sea the cyber wars etc etc goes on and on we don't have a peachy relationship right now and um, I think they're using this direct uh, negotiations and the tariffs to bring a lot of this to the table just uh just just curious what was the line item is it tariff fee or what, what was the line item on the on the bill that we got it just said tariff 10 percent. that's it uh, i'm gonna look i'll look it up right now <laughs> i'm gonna look it up <laughs> yeah i mean I, I don't know people want to know but uh, i mean last few weeks i was traveling down south i was in colombia in peru in ecuador and uh, i mean the topic came up but Especially, they feel that they're going to get better pricing from China now because that material has to go somewhere. And due to the geography where we are, I mean, the, the Pacific coast, you get 22 days, 25 days transit time. So it's, it's a common dumping ground for China to, to be on that market. So it's going to be harder for us to compete and also our European suppliers and partners to be on that market. So... So they see they see the tires as a good thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all that shakes out. Obviously, we can have our opinions and thoughts on how stuff's going to work, but now we're actually, you know, the tariffs are in effect. Here we are. Yeah, yeah know, people straight people straight straight up told me, yeah. I mean, what do you think of the tariffs? I expect better pricing. I expect to be more to be more competitive. Yeah. So it's, so you you see the two sides of the of the coin, you know, as they say. And at the same time, I mean, I guess other producers could have the thought of just raising prices just because they can. So while that, you know, that's one effect or it could just raise prices across the board just as a trickle down. It basically says it's uh, the invoice number, uh, article of China, US NTE 29903.88.03. Mm -hmm. And then it says, I feel like that's foreign to everybody except Matt. Yeah, so it's like, yep, I know what that is. Ten percent. <laughs> it just says ten percent, and it's added right to the cost of the goods, and um, hmm. it's under the HTSUS rate, ADA CBD rate, IRC rate, and visa number. It's under that particular category, so mm -hmm. one of those. So it doesn't have any real. Just identifies the uh, the invoice number and, um, and that is an article of China and then it basically shows 10% hmm. right on top. Straight up. And that number that uh, Rob listed off, what it references is the uh, actual uh, line in the tariff schedule that talks about um, list three or references list three. Okay. So, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And that was something that hit obviously after September 24th. That was a very recent. And this is something else that we should probably get out there is that this was ordered well in advance of eight weeks, which is the standard um, maybe lead time for normal China goods, but delays by the manufacturer, delays at port. Typhoon, del typhoon season. Typhoon season, that's, del that's, delays in transit. Yeah, It got here after the fact. Mm -hmm. In eight weeks ago, we weren't even having this conversation. It wasn't even a, 
I mean, maybe we're starting to talk about it, but we had no idea that this was 11 or 12 weeks to get it here. Yeah. And so even though we ordered within the normal scope to not have this 10%, we paid it. The chemical company paid the 10%. It wasn't paid by China. It was Mm -hmm. paid by us, an American company. And because we promised our customer that it would arrive within eight weeks, we had to eat the 10%. Hmm. So this is coming directly. It's now a negative margin. We lost money on that order. So this hit us. Didn't hit anyone else. Didn't Mm -hmm. hit China. We they still sold the product. Didn't you know? Didn't didn't hurt the customer. We can't now go say hey hey what's up what's up yeah you kind of yeah I mean it it didn't get here on time. (laughs) It wasn't your fault. It wasn't our fault. But you got to pay ten percent extra. Right. So I think this is a good example of of exactly how this is affecting an American business today. Yeah. When I was at the APIC, I had a lot of people that had like ten fifteen isotanks of acetates on the way, and I was like. Are you quoting CFR? Like, no, our terms are DDP, delivery duty page. I'm like, ouch. <laughs> and she's like, so hopefully I'll see her next A pick. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, who's going to pay for that? I mean, you, you cannot go after the customer. It's, it's, it's like that. I mean, yeah. it's not fair to them because you, the, this is the price. I mean, your quote is a contract, and then we agree on this price. I mean, delays come up, but, but yeah. Yeah, and it's all kind of happened so quickly. And mm-hmm. if people are setting prices even a couple months ahead of time, any kind of contract, I mean, you're going to be in a sticky situation. So today's, you know, maybe, what's today, the 3rd of October or so? Are we on the 3rd day of October? I mean... 2nd, October 2? Okay, so October 2nd. You know, if you don't order goods from China today and get it here in the normal lead time capacity... You're paying 25% more. I mean, that's how yeah. we're approaching this today. Yep. Logically, mm-hmm. the 10% kicked in right on time. January 1st, the 25% is going to kick in right on time. That's it. So what do you do now? Do we, you know, we've got a lot of products that we buy from there that we need for Q1, Q2. Do we buy now? Do we buy later? Do we wait? Do we see how, I mean, I think that there's a lot of confusion associated with this this type of negotiation and strong arming with China. And so my opinion is that it's leading to some demand destruction overall. People are confused. People aren't buying as much. And we've seen it. I mean, September wasn't a great month. It was soft. Um, it would have been softer if there weren't some very large projects that kicked in for us. But uh, And I also see it in Latin America. I mean, you know, uh, Javier is uh, uh, one of our top sales guys, and obviously. So how does that relate? I mean, how can Latin America should be benefiting from this, yet sales seem softer for us, the EU, and Latin America. So the whole world is feeling the effects of this current, you know, trade war. Yep. And that's obvious. And we're a microcosm that sees these things before everyone else does. So mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned. Any comments about why you think Latin America's slow? I mean, you, you spent a lot of time down there recently. I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mentioned that the, they expect lower pricing. They expect lower pricing from uh, China. And we don't do much out of China. I mean, we do some of our main sources are U.S., uh, Middle East, and Europe. Those are our go-tos for for I mean since 30 years ago so so it's going to be tougher I mean it's going to be tougher but in the other hand I mean U.S. being more competitive in products like phenol acetone uh, other products have been so we we might see a shift 
on the products we sell. I mean, probably I think it's going to be a transition month. Our regular products are going to be not as regular, and we have new products coming in. So, and interestingly, I've seen some of the correspondence with you and your customers, Avi, and the prices that China are offering are much lower. So they're feeling the pinch. They're they're feeling that you know we're seeing some real low prices offered to you know to Latin America and EU. So you know the demand that there or the lack of demand for the U.S. is creating much lower prices for other geographies. Yeah, and we're obviously in a I guess a decent situation, having kind of our hands in a lot of different geographies. Where if you relied heavily from China, you know you're you're in a pinch right now. Diversification—that's number one. Security and, supply. Yep, that's number one in our business. Always has been, and uh, we we didn't go all in in China. We do have a brick and mortar office in China. We have sourcing uh, folks over there working on our behalf, but we went there when we had to. And um, you know, our our focus remains American, EU, uh, Middle Eastern partners as um, South South other South Asia partners. Um, and China. I mean, China's, you know, probably 10% of our overall business and, and we will remain in China. We've talked to our employees over there. We're, we're going to, we're going to, we're steadfast. We're going to stay in China. We're going to work through this. Hmm. Moving on to other things that are also expensive. Speaking of trucking, um, <laughs> obviously getting into the winter months here up in the Northeast, um, things, obviously weather gets a little bit colder, get some snow on the ground, truckers may be less and less likely to want to come up here. And obviously we're, we're dealing throughout the country and Latin America and South America and things like that. So we're just a little piece of the whole pie. Um, what are you guys seeing with, with trucking and logistics um, issues or, or maybe availability even talks about it getting a little bit better? Well, definitely seeing um, more avail- more better availability. There's, there's, there's always been some availability, but now there's better availability and um but prices are high you know the cost of trucking and we're seeing a lot of uh, demurrage on the invoices there's uh delays at port because truckers can't get in on time there's long lines um there's a lot of traffic um there's at, at you know at our customers they're delaying um you know they're testing for quality and things like that so they're you know the the expense of trucking is real and it's it's a major focus for us right now to um you know, to, to lower those costs because there's no one that's making money but the truckers. And um, they've forced our hand to, to pay these higher prices and we have limited ability to pass that on. For TCC, trucking is a service. We're selling pounds and kilos of chemicals. The delivery of those is a service. And we're kind of getting stuck in the middle where we're absorbing the cost of that service and our customers are unwilling to share. <clears throat> so it makes life difficult. And I guess if you're going to have one or the other, if you're going to have um, high prices, at least have the ability to get trucks. You know, If you're going to have high prices with poor availability, that's an issue. But if you're going to have high prices, but the trucks are available, at least you can kind of make do. At least you're going to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. I've been at some conferences where people have been talking about 30 plus percent of trucks not showing up on time. Just simply not showing up at all, yep. even. Wow, and uh, this is unacceptable. I mean, it's a it's a it's a huge part of our GDP, and you know we we depend on it. And I'm very surprised that there hasn't been something done to help out this situation by those in power. And we're going to start getting conversations about the holiday season and Black Friday and Christmas, and that's also going to take availability away from the limited amount of truckers that are already out there too. So yeah. start having that conversation at some point. 
yeah, I mean, winter season is also good news for us. We see seasonal products kick in, like our glycols, our methanol, our urea for ice melt. Um, so, you know, we're excited for the coming season, and we like to see those cold fronts come running through because uh, that means more demand for these seasonal products that we sell. Yeah, and speaking of some of those seasonal products, what are you, what are you seeing on, on prices for, you know, our common products as well as some of those, those seasonal products where, where are things moving come, come October? Specifically with methanol, I think that there's, um, you know, we saw a three and a five cent increase coming in, into October. Typically this time of year, prices do move up with demand. And then uh, on top of that, there was uh, an outage in Trinidad, I believe. Um, you'd have to reference Corey Mullins, who's our in-house uh, methanol expert. But slightly up, only because of uh, lack of availability from uh, one particular producer. Uh, urea, again, it's up. Um, overall, the demand for nitrogen globally is up. Uh, there's also a switch away from soy products in the U.S. to corn products, which uses a lot more nitrogen. So we're expecting to see things like ammonia and urea be strong right through the fertilizer season in Q1. Um, glycol as well, you know, DEG is still very tight. Um, prices are you know, flat on those, uh, you know, based on ethylene. Um, but, you know, glycols, especially TEG, always sees a ramp up this time of year. Prices go way up, especially as those first cold fronts start coming through. Overall, though, pretty quiet. You know, we're talking minor increases. Um, and, you know, when I looked at uh, the sheet for October, I saw more rolls than, ever, you know, than anything else. So um, talking about all our products. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think one of the big things this week is is crude oil jumping up a, a good amount just just this one week. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. You know, we haven't seen these numbers since I think '07. You know, when wow. we saw it go well over a hundred dollars a barrel, and some are saying that it's going to go there. I don't know why, but I, you know, speculate speculatively, Iran embargo, less inventory because Iran's out of the picture. Um, no pipeline to get the American crude to um, the Gulf um, yet. So inventories are down a good bit and global demand is up. Um, so that was quite a shock to see it go from 68 in our last podcast to now 75. Big jump just yesterday from 71, 72 to 75. Don't know what to expect nowadays. Yeah, and with all that too, the, the stock market's been relatively flat. There's been some spikes and some dips, but month over month, it's we're pretty much flat as uh, the last time we sat here this 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 time last month. So, I you know I'm a little worried about the stock market, but you know the, you know it's 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 it's, it's a record highs. Um, same thing we saw before the 08 crash. I, you know I hope that it doesn't go that direction, but I think that uh, you know the tax plan, um, the overall demand, consumer confidence is building up. The Dow, the Nasdaq's had some weakness, um, so we'll see where that goes. I mean, it takes it only takes overnight things can change there, and I hope they don't. And also, the interest have been the Fed has been very optimistic. They have been raising three times already, and they expect another three times in 2019. So that that that, that should worry people. You know, you should start thinking about that because yeah. uh, there's a lot of people out there that are acquiring companies. <laughs> using debt and when you have to refinance that debt and the interest rate has tripled there could be a lot of problems that's not that's not econ 101 right there <laughs> <laughs> and, and, these, and this year and the next year is supposed to be very active for mergers and acquisitions 
So they probably they're counting on the on the low rates, but probably not yeah. rethink their strategy. So interesting times, definitely. Moving on to some product features, uh, not not too many brand new products this month, but a couple that we wanted to, to focus that are you know obviously big ones for us. Best um, in all nine with our DINP, uh, some ESO, DOP, and then our uh, Amines. Uh, maybe talk about those a little bit. Talk about availability and, and kind of what's going on with with some of those big products. Well, three of them are plasticizers or, or you know polymer additives that we offer. The Vestinol Nine DIMP from Ivonic is a the best general purpose plasticizer available, um, bar none. Um, it's performance wise, stays in the polymer, and price wise, uh, affordable, uh, efficient. And um, and now I think we're 19 years uh, in a position here in the United States as a domestic supplier because we keep a rateable inventory in our tanks in Philadelphia. So if uh, right now there's a big push to DOTP, which is not a very good plasticizer, it's inefficient. It, you know, it migrates. Um, it can be used, but um, and the. Um, issues that were that rose with the INP are now sort of waning the environmental issues the, the health and safety concerns and maybe Matt can talk a little bit about that but I think it's you know it's let's talk about the INP if you're making flexible PVC ESO is a very important product of ours we've been in it for a long time uh, safe obviously it's epoxidized soybean oil it's very safe over the road it's safe to use um, used in coatings it's used in polymers it's used uh, there's a variety of applications and we're very strong in this product and uh, we will be promoting more and chemflex dop this is a you know a considered a carcinogen but still widely used as a polymer additive um, for flexible pvc it's um you know we, we're in it there's only us and eastman really that keep stock of the product um you know eastman's a domestic producer um, it's still the number one plasticizer worldwide, despite it being uh, considered a carcinogen, widely used in Asia, Latin America, Middle East, even Europe still has some applications because of its performance characteristics, especially in things like blood bags, where it preserves the blood. Hmm. Um, very important with a low supply of blood available if, God forbid, something happens to any one of us or our families, uh, this is a preservative in the blood bags, which is kind of crazy that you're putting a carcinogen <laughs> into a polymer that becomes a preservative, but it is. And, I, and when it comes to the amines, maybe uh, Javi can talk a little bit about the amines. Uh, it's a new product for us. Yeah, it's a new product for us. We have the three of them and all different mixtures, 85%, 99 TEA with water, TEA with MEA. And they're widely used for uh, feedstocks in detergents, emulsifiers, polishers, Corrosion inhibitors, so it's, it's widely used in uh, metal working fluids. And we have it available in isotanks, drums, and IBC. So please contact me uh, for, for any updated quote, and we will start stocking this product in the US. Yeah, and we're actively having conversations with current customers and new customers about it. So feel free to reach out, and we're happy to have a conversation about availability and, and send specs and all that, all that good stuff. Anything else new or? or on your guys' minds to, to feature, pretty much cover it. Well, uh, I forgot to mention the new treaty, the USMCA. It's going to be kind of a NAFTA. Is that what they're calling it? The MC yeah. MCA? Yeah, US, US, Mexico CA, yeah. That, and, and right now, we don't know what to expect. 
right now the only beneficial, the only chapter that's benefited the U.S. is Chapter 19, which is all um, um, milk related products. Hmm. So it sounds like another podcast in the making. Oh right. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they just signed. They just finally came into agreement. They just named me that, so that's going to re- be replacing the NAFTA. So we'll see how it plays out. So like like Mexico, Canada, America, MCA. Yeah, very very original. Yeah, yeah. I hope it includes chocolate milk. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's chapter twenty. That's <laughs> Coffee milk. We are in Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. that's big. Should be a sponsor or something. Yeah, yeah. What's the <laughs> coffee milk product? Autocrat. Um, yeah. Autocrat. Yeah. And Dave's too has their own one. That's pretty yeah, good. The yeah, the Dave's coffee milk. Not bad. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had stuff. coffee milk. I think Oh, it's have worth you, it. Have you, have you had coffee milk? Yes. You're a big coffee uh, guy. Yeah, but I had it just, just last year. I went to uh, Jigger's Diner, which is a spot that... Uh, Rob, <laughs> Rob's sister loves. I always see her there. She, she's a part owner. I she's think. a part owner. So, so I mean, I've been there four times, and three times I've seen her there. <laughs> so they're famous for coffee milk, and it's pretty good, you know. You like your coffee ice cream too? I know that. Yeah, you know, probably you need to be spiked. You know, that would yeah. that would have been nice, but you know, well, Kahlua, Kahlua, or Bailey's, Bailey's yeah. you know. After or, after hours, of course, Rob. Of course, Rob, of take course. your headphones off. Of course, <laughs> now that you are a true Rhode Island resident, yes, the meal you must have that you will thoroughly enjoy is coffee milk and three New York System wieners all the way, big time. Yeah, I am telling you, you will die and go to heaven. <laughs> And maybe I'll take you today at lunch to have that because you are a, a, a American Rhode Island <laughs> resident. Now you need to have that combination yeah. right there. there you go. Right. Where do you go? Is that Wienerama? Wienerama. Yeah, there you go. yeah. Right up in Cranston. They got one in Providence too. I believe there's a Wienerama in Providence. As I well. went. I went on Saturday to Mike's Kitchen. First oh. time. That was a <laughs> that was my first. That was my birthday. Then uh, my birthday lunch. So what did you think? Tell me about it. Amazing. Oh, it's man. lunch and dinner. I couldn't eat dinner. We had oh, no. we had reservation. We had to cancel. Like this is too much. Yeah. Did you did you did you have take home too? You had no um, no no. Just, just, oh, you ate it all. You ate it all. Good man. Good yeah. man. Alpha. I lived. I lived. <laughs> I lived across the street from Mike's diner for like eighteen months. Mike's kitchen, man. Mike's kitchen. Mike's what, kitchen. Oh yeah, Mike's kitchen. Come on, call it the right name. And I think when I told you that and told you I'd never been, I think you wanted to kill me. Yeah, I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> So upcoming events, Benny. We've also just, as a side note, said the word wiener more times than I ever cared on a podcast. So <laughs> a chemical podcast <laughs> with yeah. thirty times wiener's been said. We're gonna it? we're gonna count it. Put it in the show notes. I was gonna say we're testing a new feature where we have a wiener count. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little, little pop up in the corner. Exactly. George, can you put that in a YouTube uh, video. Just a little ticker. Nice. I hope there's no tariffs on wieners. No. <laughs> This is when we throw our red challenge flag. Yeah, Moving on, uh, event shows and conferences. A um, couple of big ones coming up, big uh, annual shows. We get the EPCA uh, this week, I guess, right? Next. This yeah, week, leaving day after tomorrow. Um, looking forward to that. We're going to Vienna, Austria. Um, be there, you know, um, starting uh, Saturday, but really my meetings start Saturday night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, return on Wednesday. So I don't know how much of... Vienna, I'll get to see personally, or Hav. We've got a very busy schedule. Obviously, a lot of great um, partners uh, in Europe for, for TCC and a lot to discuss right now. Have you ever been to Vienna before? I have time? once before. Once EPCA before. was there about five years ago. 
Went then, didn't get to see much of the city then either. Lots, um, of, lots of nice hotel lobbies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice hotel. <laughs> we saw lots of dark suits yeah. and lots of hotel lobbies and uh, lots of really um, crappy coffee we got to drink, you know, so hmm. hotel coffee. Probably see a couple nice restaurants, though, for meetings and stuff. Get any, get yeah, I mean, city, I mean, my attitude is I'm there to work. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not there to sightsee and all that sort of... I'm there to work, and uh, I enjoy work, um, so... It's nice to catch up with uh, friends and contemporaries and, mm. you know, you learn a lot and you see a lot and, you know, um, it's just not Vienna that you mm. get to see. Right. So, uh, but I really do enjoy it. It's, it's a lot of anxiety, a lot of formal dinners, a lot of, you know, mm. people putting you on the spot as the president of the company. What do you think? You know, but, you know. Yeah, alpha man, no sweat, you know. <laughs> I mean, another cool thing is that we've been dealing with these people for so long that it's just catching up with friends. You know, some meetings yeah. are more relaxed, so it's just you know like a like a high school reunion, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and some are more stiff than others, but I mean, overall, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good conference. It is. Yeah, I definitely picked up on that in our our AFPM cocktail party. It's very much the same thing. It's a lot of catching up with people and, and relationship building. It's cool to see um and later in the month we got the the vinyl tech show down in chicago uh, myself and joe diverse will be down at that so if anyone listening will be down there feel free to send us a note we'd love to meet up with you down there uh and then next big one the the final of the big four um in the year is the apla coming up in november that javi and uh, angela diaz will be down at bet you're looking forward to that one yes yes i'm looking forward to it it's going to be november 10th to the 13th the schedule's already filling up, so I'll, I'll be sending some more emails, and we'll have a full schedule. Yeah, we'll put that weeks. out. We'll put that out in the view email this week uh, with Javi's contact info. So obviously, reach out to Javi or Angela if you if you know Angela as well, and mm-hmm. set up some meetings. It's in Cancun, Mexico, so I might have to, uh, you know. I can I go can, with. Them. I can supervise. I'm gonna I'm yes. gonna volunteer right now. Do uh, <laughs> I might have to go with security uh, for <laughs> Javi and Angela to that. Pray for Javi. Um, final thoughts anything else on your guys mind coming into into October hopefully you get a couple more days of sun hopefully we're not all just fall and cold weather now but what uh, anything else coming up in October best time of the year in New England Um, a lot of travel in October a lot of wrapping up the year and looking forward to business in 2019 Mm -hmm. so a lot of travel um, October uh, November December the Q4 is travel time and uh, you know, I think it's a good time for I'm pushing our sales guys to be out in front of customers and, and making them aware that we're here for them. We're going to give security to their supply. Um, you know, commitment has to be both ways, and uh, those that that are committed to us, we're definitely committed to them. You know, there's a lot of very abusive buying relationships out there right now and it's hard to focus on those when you're trying so hard for people to keep them supplied at reasonable pricing and absorbing all the costs of trucking and you know these additional tariffs and then you know these this mentality to abuse your suppliers i think is um is not a a positive for our industry and it's maybe being taught by some of the large uh, you know multinational companies but it's um, it, it goes around, comes around, is what I've learned in my you know twenty plus years in this career. Is you know as much as you can abuse a vendor or a supplier, they're going to have the upper hand at some point, and how they use that mallet is 
important and I think that we're very conscious of that we don't go there but you know uh, I think that um, it's 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 a really stressful time for a lot of companies mm -hmm. because there is a lot of rising costs and people are feeling it so I do feel bad and so we try and push our sales team to be out there in Q4 um, you know get the best pricing uh, and 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 keep people informed of all these macro trends and, and micro trends that we're talking about each time we have these podcasts. So, yeah, I think that's one thing coming into TCC and in the industry, you know, been a year and a half or so now is we're trying to just put info out there and keep everyone aware of what's going on and pass info along. I mean, that's the reason we do these podcasts, why we put emails out, why we're traveling so much and visiting customers. It's to be a partner and to, to get that info out there. There's, there's no other reason for it. It's interesting to note the changes of how we put this information out here. The view from Jamestown started as a, a group that I blind carbon copied in my emails when I first got emails, just send out information as it was happening. Mm -hmm. And then that went to, you know, a, a formal letter, which went into a formal letter on our website, which went into a comprehensive view from Jamestown on our website, which went into, which we still continue with these podcasts with, you know, the way that this has morphed over the years is very interesting, but it all goes back to what my father told me when I first started in the company and, and, and the other sales guys was it's our job to give the information to the customer and to keep our suppliers informed, to give them a forecast to stick to that forecast, no matter what. And, um, you know, you got to share that information both with your producing partners and your customers. So as people have multitasking and new jobs and a lot of jobs and not much time, this is this podcast thing is a pretty cool thing to get our information out and across. And you can see that by the attention it's getting in some of the future podcasts that we're going to have. Yeah, we obviously appreciate everyone listening as well and hope uh, a couple of, we've had a couple of recent interviews. We uh, spoke with the plastics organization, obviously did the tariff updates. We have one uh, a recording this week and will probably be published next week with the NAC, NACD president, uh, Eric Beyer, which should be interesting. So definitely appreciate your attention and, and hope everything's you know beneficial. Um, and I guess wrapping things up, I, I guess it's safe to assume this will be, unfortunately, Matt Francoeur's last podcast recording. Is that is that safe to assume? I think so, yeah. Matt, do you want to give us an update on uh, what's going on? So uh, my very long-term girlfriend um, is, uh, unfortunately, going to have to stay in New Jersey with her job. So I am uh, had to make the decision to move down there with her. And, sure. uh, you know, it's for love, and I hate to leave TCC. <laughs> but I will be back to visit. My family's all here, and uh, yeah. obviously TCC. And obviously, from me personally, appreciate everything you've you've done for TCC. I think all the, the info you. and the, to keep everything together with the tariff stuff, it was perfect timing with being able to do these podcasts. And I think a lot of people appreciate you know the info that we've been able to put together and put out there. So you know, obviously, thank you for that, and it's been fun. Yeah, yeah it has we'll, been. We'll miss you, Matt. You got big shoes to fill. Thank, thank you, you for everything. Yeah, appreciate thank it. You. Thank you, Rob. All right, everybody. We will catch you uh, with a couple episodes this month. Got a couple features as we mentioned, and, and maybe a couple final tariff updates. We'll see where where things shake out. Uh, if nothing else, we'll catch you on the November 2018 podcast recording. It's crazy to even say November. I feel like it <laughs> should be still the middle of June. Um, but we appreciate you listening, and we will catch you next time. Thanks.